You are now listening to Shift the Plan Podcast. My name is Rhonda Evans, and I'll be your host. I'll be interviewing business owners who have successfully navigated through life shifts. Remember, it's never too late to change the game. Let's get started. All right. Thank you guys for joining the Shift the Plan podcast. Here we are on Wednesday, another day where we get to interview another shift maker, someone who was out there just really doing the doggone thing and not making excuses for it. And so I'm excited to have our guests on today. Some of you who um, are on social media probably would know who she is. If you don't, then you're probably under a rock. But just in case you are under a rock, let me just kind of tell you a little bit about our guest that'll be on today. Melissa Chanel is the founder and the voice of MelissaChanel.com a one-stop shop for things beauty, travel, and fashion for your fellow girls next door. With creative content and eye-catching visuals, Melissa has dedicated her website to providing daily inspiration, sparking thought-provoking discussions, and empowering women and girls to live their best lives while loving the skin that they're in. Her readers enjoy an exclusive peek into her world of fashion, where she takes them everywhere from fashion week to beauty expos, and her travel diaries put you in the front seat of every road trip and international tour. Melissa Chanel is your ultimate girly girl and is your go-to gal for the inside scoop for beauty, fashion, and virtual girl talk worldwide. You know, that right there alone, Melissa, makes me like, okay, well, I have my virtual BFF because <laughs> you put us inside of everything. So welcome to Shift the Plan Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I am very, very excited to have you on today. Like, you know, you are the perfect example of you know, when you are fearful to do things and you just kind of put yourself out there because I figured, you know, I'll ask if she says no, that means, you know, just not right now. But (laughs) if she says yes, then awesome. Then my viewers get to, you know, get that inside scoop to you and your life and your journey and how, you know, you built this amazing brand. Yes. No, yeah, for sure. I love podcasts. So anytime anyone reaches out, I'm always like, yes, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm down 100%. I love it. I love it. So a little bit for our audience, I want them to kind of know who you are, where you are from, because you're not a charlatan, right? No. So I am from born and raised in Camden, South Carolina, which is about an hour and 30 minutes outside of Charlotte. Uh, My mom lived here first and one of her, well, one of her sisters lived here first and, and my aunt's family. And then my mom moved here when I was in high school. So after college, I thought it would be cool to kind of start things off by moving to Charlotte and kind of getting into my career or figuring out what I wanted that to look like. Awesome. It looks like everyone migrates to Charlotte. Like I've been here for 17 years, but I don't think I meet too many individuals who, you know, born and raised in Charlotte. Yeah, it's like a unicorn when someone I'm like, hey, where are you from? They're like, Charlotte. I'm like, wait, you're from here? Yeah, so it is um, a lot of trend. They do have a lot of transplants here. A lot of people moving here from other places um, further south or up north or everywhere. 
Yes, yes, absolutely. So you said when you finished school, you relocated here. So when you were in school, did you think, you know, when I move to Charlotte, my career is going to be this? Or did it kind of just evolve into this life that you have now? Yeah, so I did have some thoughts of what I wanted to do. Of course, everybody does after college. Um, I was a communications major um, with a concentration in PR. So I just knew I was going to move to Charlotte and find a job in PR. That didn't work out. Everyone wanted you to have all this experience that I didn't have. Um, So I kind of just bounced around trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I was a bank teller for a while. I worked as um, a store manager, assistant manager for Justice, like a little girl's clothing store. Um, I did some research work. And then after that, I started working for NBC News Channel here in Charlotte as like a freelancer. And I really enjoyed that. Um, I was in an archives producer. So I just, you know, help edit video a lot of the time. Um, <laughs> they let me write a couple stories every now and then. But um, after working there and doing the research work, one of my best friends and I decided we wanted to move to New York. Um, so that was like around can't remember what was it 2014 we mentioned it and maybe even before that as I moved back here I can't all these years are (laughs) but whatever it was we decided we wanted to move to New York Uh, we started looking for jobs I found something and moved there to work on the social media team at Girl Scouts of the USA because that's where they're headquartered um, so I did that for a few years and decided I had enough in New York. It was great. And um, decided that I wanted to move back to Charlotte just to be closer to family. Um, I had no idea where my career was going to go right after college. Blogging came as like something a friend mentioned, like one of my best friends from college. Like people reach out to you on Facebook all the time asking you about hair products or outfits. Um, why don't you just start a blog? You could just send people there. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. So it was just something I did out of a hobby of liking to do it and wanting to do it. And I didn't realize I could get paid for it until a brand reached out to me asking like, how much, what's your rate to do this Walmart in-store event? And I was like, rate, um, <laughs> I get paid for this. Um, so that was when I kind of started taking it serious. Um, and no, and I found out that I could actually, you know, make a living off doing something that I really enjoyed doing. Um, so yeah, that's kind of been my journey of after college life and, you know, going back and forth and trying to figure that out Mm -hmm. and where I am now, um, blogging has given me like so many opportunities of working with different brands and meeting different people and networking with different people. Um, So I made sure I used all of those opportunities and made great connections to kind of get me in the position that I am now. It's always interesting to hear how people start off, um, especially in the blogger world, um, because a lot of people just start off as an outlet, as a hobby, not really Mm -hmm. going into it as, okay, I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to make money doing this is because they have a love for it in the beginning. Like, you know, they're putting that information out there just for the readers, you know, 
for them. And so for you, you know, your friend mentioned it, you're like, okay, you know, I really can't do that. So let me just put it in one place. And then, you know, the uh, brand reached out to you like that part right there. I think for people nowadays are just like, okay, I don't know how to establish rates. I don't know what to do. So when they reached out to you, what were, you know, how did you even come up with okay, let me treat this as a business. Let me give them a rate or where you just like, let me just throw a number out there. Um, I Googled a lot. So it wasn't a lot of resources um, about, you know, blogging and rates and stuff like there are now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I Googled a lot and found, you know, some some rates uh, as a entrepreneur freelancer. Um and that's how I kind of figured it out. Talk with friends who were in, in business and and they helped out a little bit as well. But yeah, I just kind of figured it out and threw it out there and they let me know what their budget was, what they could do. And it, it worked out. That is awesome. That's awesome. For like people who are just starting in this industry, like when it got to that point where you had your first brand deal, where did it kind of shift your direction and how you were going to establish your blog and just coming up with content and then to pitching to brands? Yeah, so it just it, it didn't shift real it shifted my, my mindset shifted, not so much of my blog, just mm-hmm. my mindset shifted of treating it like a business. So making sure that I had a logo and, and, you know, invested money into getting my uh, website done by a professional and not by me trying to figure it out on YouTube. Uh, so I, I invested a lot of money uh, selling t-shirts with my logo on it just to get the word out. So I did um, just my mindset uh, started to, I started to think differently of how I wanted to treat my blog and how I wanted to eventually do it full time or um, make more money from it. So that came with pitching brands ideas um, and trying to work with different brands as well as just investing money that I was making from it back into the business and becoming more professional, I guess you should say in the influence influencer blogger world. So uh, business plan and all of that. I love how immediately you were like, okay, I need to go put this together as a business plan and I need to invest in myself because a lot of times people just starting out are like, you know, I can just do it all myself. And that easily can how um, most people can get burnt out. Right. Um, so how did you create that balance? Yeah, I just knew I knew, you know, there are certain things I'm good at and certain things I'm not good at. So I just knew that I was like, I'm not doing this. I don't want to do it. I don't like to do it. After getting frustrated a couple of times, I'm like, okay, I think I could just pay, find someone. To do it. <laughs> um, so I, my first logo, my cousin's um, wife, she designed it for me. And one of my other cousins kind of bought it to life from the design she created. So mm-hmm. just use my family as resources um, and found people that I trust to help me uh, with other, bring other ideas to life. Yeah, I knew I was after the time or two were getting frustrated. I was like, no, no time. I don't have time for this. <laughs> I'm not doing this. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, it, it is. It is in the beginning. So you, when you start making some money in the beginning, it's smart to reinvest it back into your business. That's how you continue to grow um, and mm-hmm. things and change things and update things. Um, so I think that's smart. And that's something that if, 
if you are a blogger, just start starting now. Use your resources. If you're in college, use your other college friends who are savvy. Um, Craigslist and other resources are available as well to find someone to do things for cheaper at a cheaper rate. Um, so those are things that will help you get started. And then once you get going and get start making money from it, then you can reinvest that money back into your business. And you know, if you want to re- update your website or update your logo, you now have the money to do that. Yeah, I think that is so important to put, let the money work for your business. Like it, it comes with development and just um, paying for the resources that you need, because like you said, I just knew I did not want to do this. So here recently, uh, Cardi B was on, uh, was at BeautyCon and she talked about how um, if you are starting a business that no matter what you do, make sure that you invest in taking a business class and attorneys were those things that you wanted to make sure that you established in building your brand. Um, so I have a, I, you know, I don't have like an attorney or anything like that. I have, you know, friends that I grew up with in South Carolina or, you know, that I've met along the way that are attorneys that if I have a question or mm-hmm. need help with the contract, I have people that I can reach out to. I just don't have like an attorney on staff or anything anybody that I use. Um, but that's smart when you're making Cardi B money or close to it. And yes, it is great to have, um, especially big contracts like that. You want a professional who knows about that type of stuff to read it. Um, so I agree with her on that. You do need, you know, your business plan written out, looked at, you need all contracts looked at um, by people who understand that and I, I remember I saw a clip I didn't watch her whole segment but I saw a clip about her saying you know if you're in college make sure you take a business course which I agree um that is smart even if it's an online business course or something on the side even if you're not in college at any point um mm-hmm. I feel like we as as men and women should um familiarize ourselves with with business just in case we want to you know, dabble in entrepreneurship or, um, you know, help us in the career field that we that we're currently in. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. When she said that, I was like, yes, people will listen. <laughs> like, it's important. And one of the things that you mentioned that, you know, you already kind of have that network of individuals that you could reach out to to help you in different aspects of building your brand. Um, is How important is it to you to make sure that you are surrounding yourself with the right type of people? Uh, very important. I've, I'm I'm big on energy and having people around you um, that have great energy and that you can receive that great energy from and give great energy to. Um, I also have like accountability partner and was she's a friend, my friend that we've worked together at Girl Scouts. So we've you know started businesses, started our businesses to get around the same time. So um, just having that person you can bounce ideas off of, you can vent to you can talk to ask questions um it's great to have to have that person in your corner but yeah having a positive positive people around you whether it's family friends um is is very important to me and especially when you're trying to run a business Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely i definitely think that that is so important because you know the people sometimes you can take the people that you grow up with or that you you know went to college with you but sometimes you can't, you know, right, and some yeah. of those, yeah, some of those relationships come later in life when you're yep. actually in those places that you want to be in and though, and then you build that up. So how would you 
Um, what tips would you give to people who are newbies um, in this world um, about networking and the importance of it? Oh, it's so important to network. That's like number one and pretty much got me to where I am now. Just going to different events, having my business cards. If you don't have a business card and you have a business, that's the first, first thing you need to do. And I know we're in like a digital world, but yes, I still carry around business cards. I still like to give them out um, to people and you never know where you're going to meet someone. Grocery store, in an Uber, um, in the airport. So I always, always carry that around with me. Um, so networking is very important. I always tell people to try to go to at least one to two networking events a month. If you're crazy busy and your schedule's crazy like mine, <laughs> one month um, would work. But just to network with like-minded people and then people that maybe can help your business or you might be able to help their business. Uh, you never know who you're going to meet. If you mm-hmm. go to a conference, definitely, you know, write down goals to meet, you know, at least one or two people you don't know mm-hmm. and figure out what they do and how you guys can help each other. Um, so that's, that's always been number one on, on my list to network, to meet new people, to connect people. Um, I always like to have a lot of people in my network that way. If someone comes to me like, Hey, I'm looking for a graphic designer. Oh, I know someone. Here you go. Or, Hey, I'm looking for a copy editor. Okay, here you go. Um, so it's always great to have those people around and in just case you meet new people and they're looking for others, you can kind of be that middle person to connect. Yeah, I think that that is so is essential because like you could be the best website designer, but if no one knows that you could do it because you're not putting yourself out there, you know, then your, how is your business going to grow? So just, you know, setting those goals. Cause a lot, it, it seems to me just from the people I've spoken to on the podcast that most of my guests who are successful business owners are introverts, but right. mm-hmm. they get out of their comfort zone and they do what's necessary. Yes. Awesome. 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 So with the networking, um, I know it just seems, and I'm pretty sure it's like this in every city, but it seems like in Charlotte and Atlanta, especially there's always something going on. Like there's always an opportunity for you to go to some type of event. So for people that think that, I don't know where these events are or how to, you know, get in touch with people to go to these events. When you were starting out, how did you kind of get out there to say, this is the place I need to be? I would just go to like Eventbrite and see what was going on in my area or, you know, you get those Facebook invites to different things. But Eventbrite was another website. Something meet. I think it might have been just might have been Meetup. I think it is Meetup. Yeah. Yeah. I would go there and I would go to Eventbrite to see what what was going on in the Charlotte area. And that's how I would figure out what events I wanted to go to um, when and um and you know what dates they were in the month and telling friends about them so sometimes I would go by myself other times I would go with friends so um, I think those are two great resources to use I know they have like um, I don't do clubs.com now they have representatives in different states so Charlotte has one you can look on there Um, so they're definitely resources Uh, more resources now especially than almost 10 years ago 
Yes, because 10 years ago, no, yeah. all of this stuff <laughs> was right. not available. You bet. I think me and my husband were talking about how now kids can just Google everything, whereas he had to go to the library if he really wanted right. to look up. So yeah, that 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 the change the change has definitely come. So yeah. you work with um, Cantu. So how did that relationship um, uh, come to life? Um, that came to life through networking. Basically, um, met moved to New York, went to a like a brunch presentation mm-hmm. um, by Cantu, and just stayed in touch with their global marketing director. Um, built a relationship by working different events or um, posting different things about the brand, even when I wasn't asked to, um, just because it was genuinely the product that I use and people would ask, so I would share it. Um, So just keeping that relationship and building those relationships, that's where, that's how I got to where I am to work, be able to work with Cantu um, on a more steady basis and do some other things for them as well. Um, so that's why I say networking is so important. Uh, she remembered me from that event and from, you know, sending messages and emails and just checking in and always called on me to work events. They loved how um educated I was on the brand because I used it so that I could talk about it in my sleep <laughs> um so they loved that about me and that's how I ended up getting the position with them that I'm in now that is awesome because you know most people are like oh I can't do it for free but you know why would you not like you're using the product anyway so I'm going to share it anyway and then if that's the space that you really want to be in why not put yourself out there to let them know what you're capable of doing Yep, exactly. That's always say like starting out, especially you're going to have to like, you need content. So you're going to have to do some things to get in front of brands and get in front of people that you're interested in. Awesome. So not only um, do you work with Cantu, um, you really are like the voice in the of kicks and froze. So what is that brand all about and how did that come to life? So that was something I've been thinking about for a while not knowing what I was going to do with it. But the idea just kept coming to me and I was like, okay, I have to do something with this. Um, but it just came because a lot of women are interested in my sneaker style and they love the sneakers and how I put them with different outfits. Um, not just with the sweatsuit, but with like a business suit or a skirt and a top, um, or shorts and a sweatshirt. So it kind of came from, you know, I would get messages, women asking me about finding their sneaker style and finding a pair of sneakers that work for them and in the correct price point. So um, that's where Kicks and Froze came from as like an inspiration type of platform to help women um, find their sneaker style, help them find sneakers, um, sneaker releases that may be happening that they're interested in. Um, and hopefully we'll be doing some events soon with Kicks and Froze. But that's kind of where it started not too long ago. I only started it maybe a year ago oh Um, yeah so it's just like an inspiration page um at the moment to kind of get women in the mind of what they're what they can wear with sneakers what sneakers may be coming out that they're interested in and may want to purchase um highlighting women that are doing amazing things in the sneaker um industry 
Mm-hmm. So that's what it's pretty much focused on right now. I'm not sure where it's going to go. I don't, it's not going to be a blog. I know that because I have <laughs> time to start that. But we may do some video series and some events. In that. Oh, wow. That would be yeah. so dope because you are speaking to the girl who, when she wore sneakers, because I'm not even like that sneaker type now, but when I did, I was a case with girl. <laughs> Oh, yes. I love the classic white case list. Okay. Yes. That was probably the only thing I wore. So it's like I, I need things like that <laughs> because there are some times like this weekend I was out with the family and I had a cute little dress, but I wanted to put on some speakers with it and I didn't have any. So I definitely need that kind of guy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it's I thought it was great. I actually have a service on my blog where I, I help women find their sneaker style. Um, so. Oh. Yep, you would have like a kind of one-on-one session with me. If you're local, we can go actually shop for the shoes. If you're not, um, I send like this presentation and it gives you a couple options with outfit options. Um, kind of like a personal shopper for sneakers mm-hmm. that helps to find your um, your style and um, outfit options that you, you're able to wear with it. Awesome, awesome. We will make sure that we have all that information linked in the show notes because I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one know how to be a perfect speaker. Um, so for day and night, what is your ideal speaker? For day and night, like two set, just one <laughs> speaker? Two separate. Okay, so for day, um, something that's available readily available that everyone can get their hands on are Nike Cortez or um, Air Force Ones, white Air Force Ones. Those are classics. They go with anything. You can wear them, dress them up, dress them down, wear them dresses, jeans, suits, whatever. Um, And they're at a great price point. Um, So I feel like those are two great options for day. Night, I'm currently obsessed with um, like Nike Vandals. They have this platform on the bottom, so it gives Ooh. you a little bit of height. Um, so if you want some height when hanging out, but you don't want your feet to hurt, um, <laughs> those are really cool. So right now, I was I would suggest those. Awesome. Yeah, so I hope you guys were taking notes because <laughs> I know <laughs> I'm like, and I'm thinking, okay, I've never heard that that second shoe that you gave, but yeah. I'm gonna look it up. They have like a platform bottom. I have a couple pair of them in there. Super comfy and very fashionable. Awesome. Awesome. So let's let the secret out of the bag. If you can give us the exclusive, how many sneakers do you really have? (laughs) Oh gosh. I don't even know at this point a lot. (laughs) I I tried to like sell some that I wasn't wearing anymore. Um, Probably about 60 pairs. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Probably 50 to 60, give or take, somewhere in there, somewhere in there. Because last time I checked, it was 48. Last time I counted. Mm. And I've bought so many more sisters. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just an unknown number. It's yes. just, it's there. I just know that I can pick and choose. Like, do you have your closet set up to where you have like the photographs and stuff on your box? No, I don't. I have to know them. So I'd look at the name of the sneakers right now because I still have my sneaker boxes, but I'm slowly beginning to transition into the clear boxes where I can see the sneaker inside. Mm-hmm. Um, so eventually I'll transition to all of those so that I'm able to see what without having to read actual mm-hmm. um, shoe box. So we'll see. 
We'll see. We'll see. I know growing up, my mother was obsessed with heels and literally all you would see going up the wall were like rows and rows of the clear boxes with the photograph on. Yes. So, yeah. And this was back in the Polaroid time. <laughs> yes. A lot of people um still, you know, snap pictures and have them on the boxes. But I was like, I think the clear boxes will be my yeah. be the way to go for sure. Awesome. So where do you see like everything that you're building right now? Not just with the, the blog, but with um, we talked a little bit about where you see kicks and froze going, but you just um, being that content creator, influencer and just grow with other brands. Where do you see that going over the next few years? Um, We'll see. Maybe I, I kind of want to write a style guide. So that's mm. been in my head for the past couple years i've started it stop started stop so we'll see if i can get that going and complete it um this year next year um more speaking engagements and uh speaking and kind of helping people uh figure out um, their blog and if that's what entrepreneurship or whatever they're trying to get into Mm -hmm. um so yeah i think those are like two of the next steps for me, we we shall see, but I'm not I'm not sure. I'm like up and down with exactly <laughs> where it's gonna go next. But I know the style guide is something that's been on my mind and I've been wanting to write for a while. So maybe style guide type coffee table book. Mm, yeah. I think a lot of people would purchase that. I know I would. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Good to know. Yes. So yeah, keep keep pushing for that. <laughs> I will I will for sure so when you I think in this world um in the blogger world that consistency um is what helps you to grow in your craft so with you um just learning different things over the years how do you manage all of that and just making sure that you are in front of your viewers all the time and just giving us new and fresh um views of your style of fashion Oh, it takes a lot of planning, like you said. So I, uh, especially um, during Cantu's busy season, which is Mm -hmm. kicking off now, um, I plan a lot. So I'll, whatever weekend I have free out of the month, I'll plan all the content for that month. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll, I'll um, go ahead and write all the blog posts for that month Mm -hmm. and send those to editing and I'll shoot at some point with my photographer as well so I can get all the images I need for the month done um, so that I, I try to stay a month ahead. And okay. once I do that, if I have another day during the week or a Saturday or Sunday free, I try to record some video content so mm-hmm. I can have that available for just IGTV, Instagram stories. Um, so it takes just a lot of planning and laying your month out kind of thing and just deciding taking a day or two to decide what everything's going to look like for the month and mm-hmm. if you can like batch shoot and by batch batch shooting that means um you're shooting like five different outfits or looks in one shoot or mm-hmm. whatever you may blog about you get a lot of content done at one time um the same with um writing the content i like to batch shoot and batch write so once I get inspired, I'll just try to keep going until I can't go anymore and write as much mm-hmm. as I can. Um, so definitely uh, the number one way to stay consistent is plan ahead 
and mm-hmm. I'm up ahead. So just trying Ooh. to keep that going and trying to stay. Sometimes that doesn't always happen. Um, but just trying to stay a month ahead. That's something that that helps me when I'm really bu- busy and pre-planning, um, scheduling posts that'll go out on Facebook, um, having an intern available that'll get all my stuff out on Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so I won't have to spend time doing that during the day. So that those are some things that help me stay consistent and stay relevant on social media as well as my blog. So you mentioned a few things that made me think about, wow, she has like a whole team of people. <laughs> so how important was that to, to get a team and then just identify like these are people I can trust. These are people that, you know, get have they see my my way when it comes to, you know, getting the content out there and you don't have to really worry about it. Yeah, so that takes just takes time and trying to figure it out. I've gone through interns. I've tried to work with people and it just didn't work out. Um, so that does happen. So it definitely takes time to find someone that you mesh well, really well with. Um, I found someone here in Charlotte that she's my assistant. So she helps me out with a lot of just day-to-day kind of stuff mm-hmm. for my blog and, you know, finding content and resources that we can use. Um, and then uh, Jana, my accountability partner, uh, she helps me with editing and all that type stuff. So I and my photographer, I actually found him through one of my friends. So she connected us. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just about asking around, asking people and working with the people that you do have in your life, you know, see what they're good at, how they can help you. Um, so if I'm doing something and Brandon isn't available, um, my cousin, best, best friend helps me out with video content. My brother, he'll shoot me if he's in town. So just using the resources around me. Um, but it is, you know, at starting out, you, you can, you can do it and manage it. But once it gets to a point where you can't manage it alone, it's great to kind of build a team, but it's all trial and error to, until you find someone that's a great fit for you. I love it because I think, once you, like you said, get to a certain point, you have to realize I cannot do this myself. Yes. <laughs> like I gotta bring some people in, and if that means starting off with an intern, you know, because you might not have the, the you know, a budget for hiring people, and exactly. you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> yep, exactly. I agree. You definitely have to um, start. I still have an intern, so it's not like I have. 50 people on the staff working for me that I can pay either. So interns definitely help because they get credit for it for school or they get to put it on their resume and you get some help um, as well. Yeah, because I hope and pray that I'm not breaking any child labor laws, but my kids kids go to a school of the arts. And so when I tell you those children are so talented Mm -hmm. from photography to just helping me edit some of the episodes from the podcast. So yeah, those children are so talented. So yeah, definitely, you know, it helps them to kind of hone their craft before they go away to college and things like that. So yeah, but I hope I'm not breaking any labor laws. I don't think you are. I think you are good to go. So for someone just starting out in the industry, what are the top three tips that you have for them? Hmm. Get business cards, um, for sure. And network, I guess that's one together. Um, so get business cards and network, um, stop second guessing yourself or doubting yourself. Cause that's always 
people always reach out to me wanting to start, but I don't have this. I don't have this. Use what you have and make it work. Um, so just start and, and do it. And um, the third thing is to promote yourself. People are always like, they don't want to promote themselves um, and promote the things that they do, but that's how people are going to see it. Yes, if you're creating a blog or writing, you don't feel comfortable at first sharing and you want to, mm-hmm. you, you can wait until you feel comfortable until you have about five blog posts and then start sharing. But definitely promote yourself and yeah. tell people what you do. Share your content online. Share it with friends. Um, those are three things that I think can help you once you, when you're starting out and just kind of beginning in the industry. Awesome. I love all of those tips. I think that they are very doable tips too. So it's not anything outside of the box that people can't do. They're very doable (laughs) tips. So awesome. Where can our listeners connect with you at on social media? Okay. So Instagram, I'm Melissa Chanel. Um, So I'm usually Instagram and Twitter are kind of my two places where I kind of hang out on social media. Um, Twitter, I'm Melissa Chanel too. And then Facebook, I still share content there, but I'm not as heavily on it as much, but you can find me there, Melissa Chanel as well. Awesome. We will have all of your information linked into the show notes. But before I do my lightning round, which is um, called Time Capsule, I want to ask you, what was that whole experience like when you were proposed to? Oh, it was awesome. I was <laughs> definitely surprised. I did wasn't expecting it at all. I thought maybe by the end of the year, but definitely not last month. So it was amazing, though. Hawaii was awesome, and I'm glad my brother was there and was able to capture the moment and enjoy the moment with with us so it was good it was amazing we're still on cloud nine i can tell i can absolutely yes it was so funny because you, i think before you guys went to hawaii you were in charleston and you asked him a question you know you thought like, oh well you're okay because you know we're about to go to hawaii and all this time he knew why he was excited about exactly hawaii. exactly all this time he knew Oh, no idea. No, he definitely got me on that. (laughs) And my brother got me for sure. Yes. Well, congratulations again. I'm excited for you. Thank you so much. You are welcome. So we will, like I said, make sure we link all your information in the show notes so people can connect with you and, you know, just go on this journey with you because it's so easy to get engulfed in it. I'm like, oh my gosh, she is always going somewhere new. Oh yeah, I leave in a couple hours too. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a good work. It's a good busy, you know, not many people get to wake up and do what they love. So yeah. You're right. Exactly right. So during our time capsule, I asked a series of five questions and you kind of just go with whatever first comes to mind. Okay. All right. So question number one, what would you tell your younger self? Um, don't be afraid to dream big. Ooh, love that one. Um, question number two, what keeps you sane throughout your journey? Mm, my family. Mm, my family, mm-hmm. definitely. Yes. What is one tool that helps you daily? Ooh, one tool. Um, 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 um. Like GChat Messenger, because that's how I talk, connect with everybody and talk to everybody through like GChat, um, Gmail. 
Um, that's because a lot of a lot of the people I work with on a daily basis have a Gmail account, so they have it up. Um, that's something that helps me. Um, apps. So of course, I have my blog, and I have to update social media. So I have like um, Unfold app, InShot mm-hmm. apps. Those kind of things help me as well. I know you said one thing. It's uh, okay. Look, people give a whole bunch. Of- <laughs> Yeah, what else? Pinterest helps me too, um, with kind of figuring out outfits and finding inspiration mm-hmm. for that. Um, trying to think what other resource. Um, I think that's all I can think of. I have ton, but that's all I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> Those are all very good stuff. I use a lot of these things. <laughs> Those are all very good stuff. So yeah, um, and. Question number four, what is the name of another shift maker who is probably going under the radar, but people need to know about? Um, in, in the Charlotte area or? Anywhere. Okay, so the my friend Jana, who I was telling you about, she has um, a marketing, marketing company. Um, she's like, it's called Leap Innovative Group, and it's so awesome. She also is like the creator of Fun Employed, so she you know, teaches you how to be fun employed and, and embrace your employment. If it's entrepreneurship, whatever you may do, how to make it fun. Um, so she is awesome and talented and amazing at what she does. And I feel like she's in uh, Richmond, Virginia. Um, okay. Was that the young lady whose um, launch you just went to? Yep. Mm-hmm. That was her. So yeah. she is awesome. And great at what she does her business is leap innovative group so if you're looking for any digital marketing services or branding consulting she can help you awesome i will make sure that her information is also in the show notes so other people um our listeners can connect with her as well okay yeah yep and then question number five what are you most thankful for throughout your journey um, thankful to be able to do to be healthy and to be able to do something that I love to do. Um, I wake up every day wanting to do this work and liking to do it, never dread it. So that's something I'm very thankful for. Mm-hmm. Um, and just having a family that supports you. They might not understand what I do. My grandma still thinks <laughs> I'm a model or something. She um, but just having that support from them to and to push me to keep going and that letting they them letting me know I'm doing great things um, is always helpful and pushes me to reach my goals and to do even better at um, at my job. That is awesome. Like to have a support system that, like you said, might not ex- understand exactly what you're doing, but just support you in at at, in, at any cost. So exactly, yeah. yeah. I think that that is so awesome. So I am so glad that you took time out of your busy, busy schedule (laughs) to join me on the podcast. Like I know that our listeners are going to get so many nuggets and so many jewels out of this conversation um, that they can take back and implement in their own businesses, even if it's not a blog, you know? So I think that um, they'll be able to use any of these tips. So yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. I always love podcasts. So I'm glad you asked me to come on and I hope your readers enjoy it. Your listeners enjoy it. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thank you so much for you guys. Here we are closing out another episode of Shift the Plan podcast that you can listen to every single Wednesday. A new episode will drop and air. So make sure that you are subscribed. Um, rate and review. Let us know what you think about this episode and other episodes on Shift the Plan podcast. And remember that it doesn't matter how you get there, what's matter what you do within the shift. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to Shift the Plan Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure that you are subscribed and that you rate this episode as well as leave a review. Let me know what you think as well as any questions you may have for the guest that was on the episode today. Now, some exciting news. If you haven't already seen it on my uh, Shift the Plan Podcast or my personal page, The Rhonda Evans, we are now a whole tribe, y'all. I know it has evolved from just me having the idea to starting the podcast to now wanting to connect with more individuals who are shift makers, those who are making an impact in different areas in the community and education, mental health, and just what that foundation of building families are. Um, and so I'm excited to announce that we are now an organization called Shift Maker Charlotte. So you can head on over to our Instagram page at shift.makers.clt and take a look at what we have going on. And you can also go directly to the website at shifttheplan.com backslash join the tribe.